You know, we hear the voices around us all the time. I'll just say, you know, if it feels good, man, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exactly what we talk about today. Welcome to the podcast here with Steve and Eddie. We're at Crossroads Community Church, and we're here with you today on Wednesday, September the 29th, I believe it is. It is. Oh, it's not. Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. <laughs> You're right. I was, I was trying to think. Wait a minute. As my dad would say all day long. All day long it is. Anyway, you're here with us here today, and we're so glad that you've joined us. And uh, that's actually the title of today's podcast. If it feels good, just do it. Well, we'll talk about Solomon and all the different things kind of wrapped around in that in just a second. But uh, before we get doing that, it is National coffee day did you know that no i did not My well goodness. you could probably get your fill of coffee and probably free coffee yeah. uh, in so many different joints today that you really could probably, oh yeah if you take a if you take a cup uh a starbucks cup refillable to starbucks they'll fill it up for free for you if you live by a Krispy Kreme donut oh my you can get a free coffee free small coffee and a free donut today if you sign up for the coffee perks. And if you are living here in Sullivan or the surrounding area, and if you want to have uh, exotic coffee today, you could go to Casey's General Store and get the blueberry cobbler that I'm drinking. Can I, I wonder if you could smell it. Oh, sure the, you can. If you, through the, the, yeah. the uh, <laughs> microphone there. Mm. Uh, smell a vision or something. Smell a smell of something. But um, it is. It's... If you're not a coffee drinker, uh, that's okay. It's just not your day. <laughs> well, and the thing is, if if you are wearing a mask under the mask mandate, if you drink a cup of that, you can smell blueberries all day. Well, that's the thing about it. You don't want to eat a lot of garlic or onions and put them masks on. So you don't want a garlic, a garlic oh, cup of coffee. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, an everything bagel. Yeah, that yeah. would that would do it right there, and everything bagel uh, with an everything cheese spread. Uh, I think you, I think if you do that nowadays, man, uh, I don't know. Uh, at least at least you'd be smelling your own breath um, instead of perpetrating it onto other people. If you wanted to prank somebody, you could get a little Limburger cheese and smear in their mask. Oh, that all day, so. my goodness. <laughs> little cheese bait, little little, uh, little catfish bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll do the trick right there, I tell you. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Well, I tell you, anything else, uh, Pastor, as no. we uh, roll in here? You know, of course, the little fun, fun little tidbits of information, you know, sometimes gets a little crazy here, but um, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me. I haven't done this the last couple of times, and uh, I think we do. We just have a tendency just to roll in sometimes, but I definitely want to cover it in prayer, and um, that's definitely been the habit. And uh, let's get right back to that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for joining us each and every day, and and um, leading our way. I think though that it's important for us to make sure that we're obedient and submitting our way to you. You know, you want to be a part of it. You want an intimate relationship with us, but it's um, it's us surrendering, coming to you. And I just pray that as we get into the rest of this podcast, that we'll surrender it to you, that Holy Spirit, you'll have your way, that you will lead through this time. 
and you'd give us the wisdom and the direction, the words to say, so that your gospel, the truth from your word, will be spoken. So move us out of the way, and as we have this conversation, may your, your thoughts and, and your, your scriptures and your truths be heard. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was informed this morning that the St. Louis Cardinals have won 17 games in a row. Is that right? Well, yeah. and then I'm, I'm sure that was three of those just last weekend were of the Cubbies. So if you're talking 17, it's been less than 17 days since they've played the Cubs. So therefore, Javi and, and Rizzo's doing well where they're at, and I'm glad they are. But well, Chris Bryant is them. playing for... Uh, the contending for the, I mean, they're they're going to be going into the possibility of. Yeah. Was it who's he playing? The Giants, I think. I don't know. I think it's the Giants. But anyway, whoever it is, it's either the Giants or the Padres. It's the Giants. And he's so these guys, you know, they moved on to. Greener, Cardinal, fa- Cardinal grass, fans have crossed so. crossed into the gloating mode. They're gloating. <laughs> oh, have they? Yeah. 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 Well, so anyhow, I've been down this road a long time in the last few years. So, Yeah, well, you know, Cubbies fan, what's a Cubbies fan? Uh, always a Cubbies fan dealing with different uh, drama. Drama. If it feels good, just do it. So maybe if I'd get a Cardinal hat, it'd make me feel better. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking hey, about that. This, this isn't happening over here. So you <laughs> might be swayed to the dark side, but I'm telling you right now, it's not happening. But anyway. Go on. If it feels good, do it. That's pretty much like you said in the beginning. What people uh, seems like the maxim that many, many people live by. You, but the thing is, you can't live with feelings. If we lived 100% on feelings, how many people get out of bed in the morning? Right. Man, who honestly says they're really happy when that alarm goes off, 5:30 or 6 or wherever you get up? Spring out of bed. If you felt like it, you'd reach over and knock that down and go back to sleep. That's what the feelings would say. You're not going to jump right up. It's the same way with church, I think. Uh, feelings are neither good nor bad. They're just there. And I think you said this. Billy Graham said that feelings aren't reliable to test the truth. And man, what a statement that is, is because you you just can't. You just can't. Solomon, he... Well, let's t- let's just stop you right just real quick. We in saying that the postmodern culture right now that we're living in. T- let's just talk just a little bit about that and feelings. Do you think that that's mixed into the whole mess? Oh, oh, I'm sure it is. It sure, it, I'm sure it is. It, it, and I think it's even mixed in with the whole concept, whether you agree or disagree with some of the mandates that's come out of this COVID nineteen. Sure. It's feelings. Yeah. They're based on feelings, not fact or truth. Right. Well, I just don't feel like, as I talked to a friend the other day I'd worked with on the railroad, he said, I just don't feel like uh, that they've given me enough information to get a vaccine. I said, well, brother, that's your choice. You know, but it was feelings. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. And and I think we, we base too much of our life on feelings more than the truth of God. Sure. That's the point, and that's Solomon got to that point. Yeah, he put God aside and said, "I am going to live totally on my feelings, from all five senses, whatever they want, we're going to do it." And he had the money to do it. So he was maybe the first hedonist. I don't know, but it's been around since that hedonism, the pursuit of pleasure, sensual self-indulgence. 
the doctrine that pleasure or happiness is the sole or chief good in life. Living and behaving in ways that mean you get as much pleasure out of life as possible. And that's all you're looking for. You're not looking for duty, responsibility, or anything. That, it's all me. It's all about me. What, what can I get that pleases me? The heck with everybody else. Right. But that's, that's pretty much, he was a card-carrying hedonist, that is for sure. I, I like that in the Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 11 was the text. And he, like I said, they were, Israel was in a time of 40 years of peace, so he could take money from the treasure that they would may have spent on war and spend it on himself. And that's, exa <laughs> that's exactly what he did. Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 11, I like the way it starts out. I said to myself, come now, let's give pleasure a try. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. All in one sentence. All in one sentence. There it is. He summed her all up. <laughs> it, it, and I, and I, we talk about this. I, I, th I suppose there are extremely wealthy people that are doing that now. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, I can't imagine that concept of seeing something that's tremendously expensive and you, you see, I think, and you've got the means to go buy it. I tell you a good example of that was uh, Secondhand Lions. Oh, yeah. Them guys, they, they had that huge yacht on that little pond out there. <laughs> huge, like a 40- yeah. or 50-foot yacht. <laughs> Bought that, that airplane, which was their demise, and they had planned that. But anything they wanted, they yeah. could do it because in the basement of that barn, they had stacks of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... And it's a good movie. We might not admit it, but we'd like to try that for a while. We'd like to try that, but you know, I've heard people say, you know what? If I if I win the lottery, if I do this, I'm going to give all that money to the church and help missions. I've seen that happen, and they didn't. When it it's, comes down it's to a it, day's yeah. statement to say, but when it's it's yours, it's mm -hmm. a whole it's a whole different. So you know, and that's and that's what Solomon did, and he tried different things. You know, he tried laughter. Um, that was that's one of my favorite clips. That guy in that bank when that, <laughs> that guy breaks in and he said, grabs his wife. Does anybody move? She gets it and he starts dancing. I was wondering if you put married couples in that, how many dancers we'd have in the group. Oh, you know, goodness. <laughs> oh, I see. And then he, after he said that, he said, I said of laughter, it is madness and of pleasure. What does it accomplish? He keeps going back, going back, going back. You know, I don't know. He probably had comedians come in and whatever. But you know what? You can just laugh so much. You, you can't. I've tried that. I, 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 I'm an example of that. I tried to, as a kid, a young person, I tried to live life and make everything fun. You can to a degree, but at the end, what do you, what do you got? Right. That's like I said before, in leadership, people won't follow a clown. They might hang out with you till you get done laughing. And then when it gets to serious business, there's too much in life you can't laugh it off. You just can't laugh it off. Right. You know, you just can't do it, even though you, you tried. So then he says, I explored with my mind how to stimulate my body with wine. So then he goes, <laughs> he goes down that road. Not that he became a drunk, but he just wanted to, to see how that would enhance his life. He's, uh, 
a guy named Leopold states this in regard to these words from Ecclesiastes. To a consumption of wine which enables a man to get the highest possible enjoyment by careful use of it, so that appetite is sharpened. You know, people, wine connoisseurs, they have different wines for different food, steak, right. lobster, whatever. Right. Enjoyment enhanced and the finest bouquets sampled and enjoyed. Approaching or falling into drunkenness is plainly not under consideration. So it's just the fact he just wanted to see that. And then it said in verses 4 through 6, houses, plants, parks, and pools. Huge construction construction, like nobody had seen before. But did any of these projects give him a sense of accomplishment and worth? Absolutely not. Not a one. Then for 7 and 8, he buys slaves, animals, singers, and wives. So Solomon filled his meaningless life with purchases from male and female slaves and flocks and herds larger than all. Silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces, he even surrounded himself with male and female singers and the pleasures of men which are many concubines. You know, King James Version says harem. In another context, we read that he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. It just blows your mind away to think about that whole concept. But those women he loved eventually turned his heart away from God. I was, they steered him another way because they brought their idols in. Mm-hmm. And that's a void. He's trying to fill a void here. And he's, he's searching for uh, everything under the sun that, that is... Um, possible to grab a hold of or to experience and and uh, time and time again he's just finding that he's it, it falls short and what a what a crazy you know it's just it's really it's really good to have this journal though I mean proves to us that you know God's saying look okay Solomon go for it and here he is going through it now what's he gave him an, here, here's the, the cliche that we hear. God gave him enough rope to hang himself. And it's almost like that with us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stop us. Mm-hmm. You know, we was talking about that in men's group this morning about do you fear God? I think grace has taken fear out of the equation to a degree. Maybe it shouldn't have. So, evidently, Solomon didn't fear him either. Not to go down that road. But here's what happens. When we don't fear God, if there's not an awe of him, we, when we do things, we just think, well, God will forgive me. Mm-hmm. But he, we've talked Complacency. about a thousand times. He doesn't mm-hmm. get you out of the consequences you create. That is the point. And besides that, here's something else I think we leave out of that. We hurt his heart. Mm-hmm. I don't think we think about that Grieve much. the Holy Spirit. Exactly. I don't think we think about that so much. I remember uh, when you disappoint your dad, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to say anything, spank you or whatever. It, it's it's a crushing enough to know that you've disappointed yeah. your father. That that trust factor has now been wiped out. And I think that, that should be that way between us and our Heavenly Father. When we sin and continue to do so, we yeah. hurt him. But I don't think we think about that. There's certain responsibilities, certain tests that we go through from from the Father, certain temptations that we should abstain from. You know, to uh, going through this thing, and he he wants to use us. He wants that intimacy with us. But if we get beyond, if we if we don't um, oh, if we don't pass that test, if we fall short of 
and we we fall into that temptation and into sin and we don't look for you know surrendering under him and all of these different things then it's but he's so patient that's the crazy it's the crazy good thing about him but it but then as you've said the consequences of what we then have to go through and it could be years and most most of the time it is years uh, or at least a certain time of frame of of time, certain time frame of life that we have to work through to where God can then trust us by giving us expanding our our horizons or our our territory in a sense well and then you hear people say boy you know I want to live the good life why what's your motivation why do you want it <laughs> well, you know what, what good saying? life are we talking about and then that's know? when Solomon said in 9 and 10 I became great and increased more than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also stood by me. To this he adds, All that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart was pleased because of all my labor, and this was where I reward for all my labor. He was saying, I deserve this, actually. It's all about me, back going back to the whole concept of, of hedonism. But the thing is, when we go down that road, and a lot of those consequences that we create last an entire lifetime. An so, entire lifetime. And the stinking devil keeps bringing them up. Right. You know, we, we talked about Mary this morning and how in silence and solitude she pondered Christ's birth and what that meant in her heart. We talked about having a silent or a quiet time and, and on and on and on. But, you know... I, I think we've become so busy in life that we don't do that, that we don't have a quiet time. But another thing that we ponder in our heart that Satan brings up is our past, the things that we want to forget. He always brings them to the forefront. And a lot of times we sit down to think, we're trying to think about God and things like that. Well, here comes the stinking devil, pushes, pushes this other stuff to the forefront. We have to tell him to hit the road. And he, you know, uh, hopefully he we mean it and he will you know greater is he that is enemies in the world that we have power over saying we can make him leave the room but he comes back mm-hmm. <laughs> here's three statements that we glean kind of glean from Solomon sensual pleasure make makes promises that lack staying power doesn't matter the alluring thrill of alcohol drugs or sex or anything else such pleasure never delivers the satisfactions they promise they leave us empty Two, sensual pleasures offer to open our eyes, but in reality they blind us. Propagators of hedonism tell them that if we will follow our urges and lusts, a whole new world of incredible pleasure will unfold. But boy, it takes us away from friend, family, and God, and not to mention the consequences of that. I talked about unwanted pregnancies that a lot of times end in divorce. 2,554,908 STDs, sexual transmitted disease, CDC, said that. And then uh, you can go on and on. Broken homes, fractured relationship, uh, children suffer because of divorce and infidelity. And that's that's where that takes us. And then three, sensual pleasures disillusion us, making us cover up artists. A lot of people get in that situation, they'll lie. They turn into liars because they don't want to be caught. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of people never quit until they're caught. It's yeah. the sadness behind that. 
but they are all a person will ever have to show for chasing the wind. Absolutely nothing. Heartaches, worthless results. And then I finished up, so we asked ourselves, is, is all pleasure bad? Absolutely not. Solomon says, enjoy life. This is a gift from God. Chapters 3, 5, 8, and 9. And that's what he talks about, that God has given us these gifts and all that we have to enjoy. And that's what we need to do, but we never forget where they came from. Mm -hmm. We're all blessed off the chart, yep. to be honest with you. It's a gift from God. And finally, after you get into Solomon, it keeps going back. You finally find out that from his journal is really a book about optimism. I know of nothing better, chapter 322. Here's what I have seen. It is good and fitting. Chapter 5, 18 and 19. So I commended joy, and in 815, go and eat your bread with joy. But that's after he un understands that he's brought God back into his life. So that, you know, that's the point. Do we, do we thank God for all that he's given us, or do we pat ourselves on the back for giving it to ourselves? You know, we're, we're blessed beyond... It's unbelievable. Well, so. and then you know, as as we talk a little bit uh, deeper, as we as we just wrap that up to go into the next one, when all of these things, when we look to fill the void, of the God hole, so to speak, um, with other things, then we are uh, being drawn closer to uh, where Satan will take us into the dark and and will drive us away from God into seeking the desires of other idols and things of this nature. And so that's the ultimate uh, concern is that it will, the heart will be pulled from God mm -hmm. completely and the demise will be uh, that eternity not with God, but separated from, from Him for eternity forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then going on in the journal, um, this next message, Sunday, is without Christ all life is futile. That's one of the words that Solomon uses a lot. Incapable of producing any result, ineffective, useless, not successful, trifling, frivolous, and unimportant. Here, here's words that are related to futile, kind of some synonyms. Fruitless. Worthless, impractical, ineffective, vain, insufficient, hollow, ineffectual, useless, unsuccessful, unproductive, unprofitable, trivial, exhausted, and forlorn. There wasn't anything positive in all of that. Right. <laughs> wasn't anything gained. It, without Christ in one's heart and life, all life is futile. Because what's the point? Right. You might be... You might have made and done well in life and have a lot of things and possessions, but in the end, as Tony Campolo says, they're going to take you out and throw you in a hole and go back to church and eat potato salad. You're not taking them with you. They That's stay right. here. That's right. <laughs> and that was the premise King Solomon, after making, uh, that was his making in the book of Ecclesiastes. You know, as we, um, we look at this, we have to, to, to look, 
um, that God embraces, and He looks at our heart, that we look at our own heart. That's the point about worship and being a follower of Christ, that we continue to look at our own heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7, God sees not as a man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. New Living Translation, same verse, the Lord doesn't make decisions the way you do. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at a person's thoughts and intention. Boy, how easy it is to uh, overlook the, the significant people's appearances and actions get our attention, but their deeper qualities often escape our notice. Things aren't always as they seem. It says, unfortunately, instead of choosing to sharpen our perceptions of character, we tend to take advantage of man's shallow perspective. Boy, isn't that so? A lot of times we judge people for initial, uh, initially. You know, um, Solomon has admitted his inability to find satisfaction in intellectual pursuit, comic relief, building projects, essential pleasures. Although some of these pursuits produce good feelings for a time, all of them were but vanity and striving after the end. Ecclesiastes 2, 12 through 23, so if you guys read that scripture for next week, that's it, recounts three of the roots Solomon took and what he discovered along the way. Root one is this, wisdom compared to foolishness. In these words, the preacher recalls the first decision that confronted him. Verses 12 through 14, I turn to consider wisdom, madness, and folly. For what will the man do who will come after the king except what has already been done? And I saw that wisdom excels folly as light exceeds darkness, excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And that, he, he reverted back to that wisdom that God gave him as far as being the most wise man on earth. That's the first root. This, root two is this, the immediate compared to the ultimate. Since satisfaction was not found in wise living, perhaps it could be gained through the joy of leaving one's wealth to one's children, friends, or successors. So Solomon considered this option as well and concluded that it too was futile. And that he goes into verses 18 through 21. And in Route 3, daily work compared to evening relief. For what does a man get all his labor and in his striving with which he labors under the sun? Because all his days his task is painful and grievous. Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is vanity. Hmm. So yep. here's some flashes of insight. I'm going to read these really quickly. That's pretty much what we're going to be talking about. Here's the first flash of insight. There is nothing inherent in humanity that makes it possible for us to extract enjoyment and purpose from the things we do. Second, flesh of insight, enjoyment is God's personal gift. From the hand of God, who can eat and who can have enjoyment without Him? He, 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 again, as he tried to live apart for God, he finally realized that to find true satisfaction and enjoyment in life, God has to be in the mix, right. or it's futile. Right. Here's the third flesh of insight. Those who are right with God derive the benefit of everyone's labor. And that's the point. We all work together in, in our connectedness. Only life in Christ makes sense, you know, and that's, that's the fact. That's the reality. 
In Western culture, we live in a historical moment in which matter, material affluence, global affluence, and spiritual emptiness rule the day. In all of our affluence, we seem to be wandering in a fog, unable to answer even the simplest questions about existence. We have climbed to the top of Maslow's pyramid and are now working on our happiness through self-realization with that most figure. Here, here's, here's the irony. We spend billions of dollars on two things in America, our unhappiness and our amusement. Hmm. That's, where, that's where the money goes. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, and that's very telling. Uh, life without Christ is futile, and we try to. And I, I think it's something. I think it's something that uh, we constantly need to be reminded of. I think that's why we need church for one mm-hmm. reason. A community, community of believers, and recognizing that uh, our connectedness with Christ, the unity. You know, we talk or we read in Ephesians, right, the fourth chapter, about how to have patience with one another and how to um, to work through the processes. There's fifty six one another's in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Fifty six. Good that's for that. every week plus some. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly that's a good idea. I have one of those on your refrigerator. That's a good idea. Yep. Because we were made to be connected and we need people. You can't even feel that fill that need with God because we need other humans. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, you know, Paul Simon, I'm a rock, I'm an island. A rock feels no pain and what was the island never cries or something like that. But mm-hmm. but then that's it's ironic in a sense because then he goes back and then he him and he did a song called Bridge Over Trouble Water. Mm-hmm. And in that he said, You need a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And of course, that was during Vietnam, the war, and there was a tension in America. There's tension now over the vaccine and masks and on and on and on. But we live in trying times, but there'll always be trying times. I think, I think we, we realize that because we live in a world that's anti-God. I don't care how you want to make that sound better, you can't. Right. Everything works against God and the church outside of our realm. We're always the negative. We're always in the spotlight. People can say all they want about other things in life. Um, and you, with this uh, cancel culture and woke culture, whatever they call it, and they'll call you to task, but people can ridicule Christ and the church over and over and nobody ever says a word. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyhow, that's... so. Uh, that's the point. Without Christ, all life is futile, and the easier it is for us when we finally wrap our minds around that and live our lives, so to speak, involving Him 24-7. Yeah. So, Why don't you pray with us, Pastor? Pray for us. Lord, we love you, and uh, help us to understand that. And I know many of us, we we go back and forth. We want to live with you, and then we don't want to live with you. On and off, on and off, on and off. Boy, Lord, it, it'd be so much easier. Life would be full of more blessing and more joy if we could connect the dots on that and live with you 24-7. That's, and that's what you want us to do. You've not promised that life would just be a party or easy, but nonetheless, you have promised us with you 
that it, it'll be a lot it'll be a lot easier to take whatever comes our way so I just pray father for for us all of us actually that that we can grasp that that we realize it and Lord that we realize that we don't always get what we want Solomon did but look what it cost him and how he reacted to it and as we think about your word and what you promise you'll give us the desires of our heart but it's a heart that's based on Christ so that mm -hmm. makes the difference so yes. bless these folks Lord thank you for this time and thank you for Steve and uh, us being able to hang out with you a little bit God bless you love you ask these things in the name of Christ amen amen well, it is good to have you here with us today, and uh, we do hope that you continue to listen in each and every week. Uh, be willing to share this and um, connect with one another. Continue to, to push that out there. Maybe send the, the link to one another, uh, to someone that might need it, and uh, we'll just keep on going for it. We do ask and we do covet your prayers. As we lead and continue to work through this process as leaders, um, not only within uh, Crossroads Community Church, but within the in the community and in the state, that uh, that we will do the will of the Father, and we want to make sure that as we roll forward, that He's taking the lead. Now we want to make sure that we're out of the way, and that He can lead the way to uh, what He wants to do and and uh, in our lives. So uh, do thank you for those prayers. God bless you guys. And thanks again for joining in today and listening to this podcast. Join us again next week, uh, next Wednesday. But until then, we'll say goodbye. So we'll see you. Bye-bye.